We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Since all these females want to keep texting his phone because they had his number before, talking about, you good? You and China good? No, we good. We good. We good. We straight. And China took everything that we built for the nursery for the baby dream and she left. It's gonna burn for me to say this, but it's coming from my heart. It's been a long time coming, but we didn't fell apart. I really wanna work this out, but I don't think you're gonna change it. I do, but you don't think it's best we go our separate ways. Tell me why I should stay in this relationship. When I'm hurting, baby, I ain't happy, baby Cause there's so many other things I gotta deal with I think that you should let it burn We're here I wish I could keep this feeling I wish I could keep this feeling What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. This week's episode of The Corner is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. You know me and Andreas are always covering events, we're always writing articles, but when we do have time to sleep, we lay our head down on a nice, pillowy soft premium mattress from Casper Mattresses. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and going straight to you. No showrooms, no middleman. Everyone's seen those creepy guys trying to follow you around the department store. None of that anymore. You get your hands on a nice premium mattress by going straight to Casper Mattresses. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I got to get my rest. So Casper Mattresses is the, is the goods. I'm telling you right now. So listen. You can get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com backslash the corner and entering the promo code the corner. That's one word, the corner. That's casper.com backslash the corner, promo code 
T-H-E-C-O-R-N-E-R. Terms and conditions apply. We want to welcome you guys to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Our last normal episode of the year 2016 is out of here. Next week, we'll be bringing you our year-end podcast with all of our awards and a couple ciphers, too. So just like last year, this marks the end for us talking MMA, hip-hop, boxing, all that stuff for this year. So we're going to cram a lot into this show, but we're going to make it entertaining for you. Of course, you know, I am Kel Dansby here with Andreas Hale, who is sick. So Yeah, man. You, whatever you had last week, you gave me through the uh, the podcast. So no more <laughs> podcasts with you, man. I'm telling you, man. Between the podcast and us going to NXT, I definitely made you sick. All bad. Yeah. Um, so we'll try to make Andreas non-grumpy today, uh, which isn't going to help due to the sickness. Let's start by talking something off the beaten path. Something I, I want the people to know you, Andres. This this is the key to today's podcast, and I got to bring up how to handle heartbreak. Oh, I don't know. You you are a wise <laughs> guy. You are a wise man. You've lived a lot of years on this earth. I'm bringing it up because Rob Kardashian had his heart broken, and he wowed out on IG. Uh, yeah, she but just like, up and left him. Is is she really leave him though? She's gonna have her clutches in Rob forever. She got that baby too. She she came up like a basketball wife. She won. Oh yeah, now nah, she one of the best underdog stories of the year right there. Her and Ellsworth are like two of the best underdog stories this year. You can't script Gross. it any better. Um she she made the come up but she bounced like a thief in the night. Left the crib empty. He you know, he was crying all weekend on IG. That can't be the way to handle heartbreak. I know, listen. I understand that you're married and, you know, you and the wife are doing great and all this stuff. But you've had relationships before, I am assuming. How have you handled heartbreak in the past? I don't get my heart broke. <laughs> oh, you're too cool for the heartbreak? <laughs> nah, but, it, but I, you know, I mean, before early relationships, there was I wasn't on, like, social media. I'm a private dude, so you'll never catch me airing out my feelings on social media like that. That's ridiculous. Um, I don't open up those doors, so... My way to handle heartbreak is to not air it out on social media because that shit's like a pity plea. I don't like people that do that shit. <laughs> you get your heart broke, keep it to yourself, man, or with your, your friends or your family. Like people on Twitter and social media aren't your real friends. I don't, I don't know. I don't subscribe to that notion that you should be sharing your feelings and crying your eyes out on Twitter and uh, Instagram. That's corny to me. Are you telling me you've never been dumped? Is this is this what we're getting at? You, you've never. I mean, like in, in high school. I mean, it, yeah. When you had the curls for the girls. Yeah, I mean, in high school, you know. But I was a, I was a, um, I was a savage in high school though. So <laughs> it was on to the next. Yeah, it was. It was never really an issue. It was you know, things happen. I mean, I, I've had, I've had one bad thing, one bad breakup in my life, and that was like right in going right into college, and and again. I kept it to myself for the most part, you know. I don't, I don't really share all that with with people that I don't know. So I don't know what Rob thinks he's doing. Um, keep that shit to yourself, man. Because I mean, if she's going to come back, all she gotta do is look at your Instagram to see how you feel about things. That's like, true. keep it to yourself. <laughs> now, I mean, I, I, I'm not proud to say that in in my day, I pulled a mini Rob Kardashian. It, it was back on MySpace. I guess it was high school, right? Yeah, yo. But it was it was on some real like I was. I was posting song lyrics 
to my <laughs> MySpace wall and shit. Like, it was all bad. I remember, like, listening to Usher's Let It Burn. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> like Tom Dubois on the fucking boondocks. Um, it, it was horrible, man. It, the heartbreak was real. I, I remember the chick. I, I'll say her name, Rilana Corpus, too. Like, she was, like, my early, early crush. And I was like, yo, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I remember, and I thought I was fly. I was like, yeah, I got my little football jersey on. I just got my Letterman because it was my first year on varsity. I was like, yeah. And I'm walking through the halls, and she, like, whacked me out for, like, a kid who was one year older than me and in ROTC. Damn. And I couldn't wrap my mind around, like, yo, how am I a jock and I lose a chick to ROTC, dude? Like, and he had, like, the, the real military haircut, too, where his hairline wasn't even there. He got, like, the little fade on the side. Oh, man. I use Facebook friends with me to this day, though. Colin Stepney. I remember this shit like it was yesterday. Just completely snatched from me. And I had to play it off like I was cool, but I was, like, subtweeting before Twitter and shit. Oh my god! The MySpace was yo when you used to have like I I entered the code and had like a real sad and somber playlist going. Oh my god! Yeah, I had like <laughs> I had like the Shawn Michaels broken heart emojis like scrolling across the page and shit. You lost your smile. Yo, <laughs> yo I'm telling Aww. you, man. She it was, that was like the one heart. It was crushing. Like it took a good like two or three weekend parties for my boys to snap me out of it. It wow. was the real deal. To this day, I remember that. Yo, it was so real. I tell I tell everyone this story. Um, she was Asian. She was like half Filipino, half Hawaiian. And I learned how to use chopsticks over the summer so I could go to her house like during homecoming week the next year to meet her parents because I wanted to ask her for homecoming. And I wanted to know how to use chopsticks when I went to her house. Like, to eat pancit and, like, fucking Filipino food and stuff. And I was like, yo, the whole summer I was in New York learning how to fucking... I was eating the most ridiculous stuff with chopsticks just so I could learn. And I still know how to use them to this day, so shout out to her. Life skills over the heartbreak. Wait, so what is she doing today? Um, Yo, she has no social media. So, with everyone that I'm still friends with or in contact with loosely, um, I just planned the 10-year reunion. She wasn't there uh, all of her friends, like her crew was there and everything else that she used to hang out with. But I, she eventually went and joined the air force. I, I think she may have a man and might be married. I, I don't even know. Like out, out of everyone to lose contact with, she is the only person that I did. So that's, that's another thing. And like, she broke my heart and got ghosts. Damn, you can't even keep tabs on her. Nah, <laughs> you nah, can't even like, see if you're doing better than her. That's no. what everybody does. You split and check on Facebook to see if Shorty's doing better than you. <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping that like she's on like her second divorce or something. See, I need, I need something like to just be like, yeah, see, you went left, you chose poorly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I really gotta ask about that though. Rolanda Corpus, it's real. Um, I'm. I'm gonna figure out what happened to her, but that was the that was the real crushing heartbreak. I remember that like forever. Like yeah, she definitely curved me. It's it's amazing how Facebook and like social media has become the way to keep tabs of people that you don't talk to anymore, and you just try to really check to see if they're doing better than you. See, it, like I'm in a good space, so not too many people are doing better than me, so I'm good. So I just kind of <laughs> chill out and I just wait for people to come on my page or whatever. But it's just funny, like you look and be like, man, what's what's 
what's such and such doing? Or what, what happened? Oh, girl. Oh, she's fat. Oh, she got like 12 kids. Oh, she's been divorced twice. And we like celebrate their failure. It's wrong. Listen, I'm the king of petty. Yeah, I don't love I love it. Like, like whatever. Like, if someone's looking through my IG, they're just tight. Because they're like, yo, he's at all these events. He's like, yo, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I really hope my ex, like, my ex in life looks at my page and is just like, damn. Like, I'll whack myself out. Because she ain't doing nothing. I don't, <laughs> like, I blocked her, so I don't got to see it. But, like, my family still follows her. they be like, yo, you ain't doing nothing. Like, she went off. She gained weight and all that shit. I was like, ah, you whack. Wow. <laughs> I don't care. It's it's the realest, realest shit ever wrote right there. Like, I, I, I wish upon her nothing but double chins and arm fat. Wow, you are Petty Dansby. Oh, my God. Petty Dansby. It's so real. That's how you handle heartbreak for everyone listening. That's how you do it. Don't don't take the high road. It's overrated. Wish upon them the worst things possible. Amazing. I'm telling you, man. I I hope she remains broke forever. Shout out to the call center life. Oh, my Um, God. Which is a whole different conversation. You are a savage. Oh, my God. Listen, man. Listen, I... I, I wish we had enough time on the podcast to go into all call centers are the worst thing ever invented. Um, don't trust yeah. your girl with a work bay. And yeah, pretty much, pretty, pretty much the gist of it. Um, so shout out to the call center life. I, she's still living it large in the call centers, working that good 10 to six probably. And, uh, you know, I'm chilling, recording a podcast in the middle of a morning on a Wednesday. So I, I can't complain. I win. <laughs> so super petty shout out to rob k hopefully you know he goes the petty route he tried apologizing um nah you just gotta real go completely opposite like just just make her out to be she's an ex-stripper there's plenty of plenty of ammo but see what, what, what rob didn't do was spot the jig when it was coming like that jig was the jig was there from day one like what does this girl want to do with me other than my money like how do you how did he not see this? Because yeah. we're guys, and we never see stupid shit like that coming. Like, it could I be see. right in our face, and then you just get blindsided by it. Everyone be like, 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 yo, your girl just wants this. Like, nah, she's changed. She loves me. A lot. Of, it happens to a lot of guys. It's like the DMX line. Like, I love my baby mother. I never let her go. Like, that's, that's the realest shit. Like, guys don't see that. Yeah, no, nah, I'm a little too paranoid for all that. Like any, <laughs> my success these days would lead me just to be relatively paranoid of everybody. Because I don't think anybody wants me for me. I think they want something that they see on social media. That's why social media is kind of whack. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's like because only pe- people only put up things for either um, to cop please and, and get some sympathy or to make their life look better than it really is. So it's never like a real reality of where you're at in life. But uh, definitely not. You know, but, I mean, no one wants to see, like, the real day-to-days of life, though. So I understand, like, if people had to see what I actually do all day, they'd be like, yo, this kid just sits in his house all day and yeah. sits in front of his computer and writes. Like, it's it's not the most glamorous lifestyle in the world for a journalist. And this is what people mm-hmm. don't see. They see us at events, though. They see us, like, you know, you more so than me, ringside at stuff. Um, you got that Ioli chair now. You're moving up in the world. Uh, but you know it's just that's what people see and they're like wow that's so cool and blah 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 it's like yeah but that's like what six hours on a saturday like all day we're literally just sitting at home looking for the next big story writing and now you editing other people's stuff it's not that fun and occasionally playing video games 
Yeah, that's I mean, people got it all confused in my life. They see some of the things that I've done, and it's like, oh man, you like if I was to, if me and my wife would have split, and I was to find a new woman, she would be gravely disappointed with my lifestyle. She thinks like, yo, I'm going to the Grammys, I'm going to the fights. Shorty, you're not going to none of that shit because <laughs> because this is what I do for work, and it's like. And none of this stuff is like like you said. It's only a few hours out the day, and I don't even. It's like it doesn't even really thrill you, entertain you. Like I enjoy being at home. That's that's my thing. I like to be at home, watch movies, wrestling, uh, listen to music. Like I don't like going out. I live that old wash life. I'm an, <laughs> I'm an old man. I like dog. It's just that's just not my steeds. But anyway. Yeah, it's it's a it's a rough life to be a girlfriend for. Shout out to my girlfriend who puts up with a lot of me just sitting at home and writing and writing at two a.m. and doing stupidness, where she would just be like, "Oh, can she constantly tell me? Can you put your phone down?" Like, no. And she just gave she gave up at this point. She's just like, "Okay, yo, your phone's just attached to your hand. Let me just hold your other hand." So it, it takes yeah. a lot. So shout shout out to listen. I didn't think I would get another girlfriend. I'm glad she understands because it's uh, hard. Yeah, that. Especially this, nah. It's like, no, chick, I'm not taking you with me. Like, you seem like, oh, can I get UFC tickets? Like, I don't get UFC tickets. You'd be surprised yeah. how many people ask stupidness like that. Well, you know, the other thing is, you know, before we get into the show, is that what we do isn't, like, cool, like, the cool urban thing to do. Like, black women, minority, like, like sisters don't really care about MMA and boxing and pro wrestling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a hand. Like, we care about this stuff and we love it. And it's like the people who listen to this podcast, we hope you love it too. But women, this isn't like something to get women. Like, we don't do this to get women. There's nothing. There's nothing in this lifestyle that attracts women. Like, there's not barely any women that even cover these sports. So I don't know. Like, people would think it's like, yo, you journalist lifestyle is no. It's not. It's not what you think it is. It's no, really not. It's literally spending. 90% of our week by ourselves in front of a computer and the other 10% around men. Yeah. It's not conducive to like a rock star lifestyle. No, not at all. <laughs> so, I've had my moments, but nah, this is not, this is not what it, it's not what it is, man. So nah. anyway, uh, lesson learned, get into music journalism and not sports. You got a well, little yeah, bit better a little, of a wave. Yeah. It's a little bit different. I'm not going to divulge too much about that. <laughs> right now, but yes. Yeah, it's a definitely a different world let's, out there. Let's for, not get you in trouble. Uh, no, let's get into music, though. So let's get into the normal stuff of the show. Um, MTV released their hottest MCs in the game list. <laughs> yo, they were, like, putting out a new artist every day at one point, And I just remember looking at it like, yo, Andreas is going to be pissed. I-, I think Kendrick came in at 8. And as soon as I saw that, I was just like, oh, well, this list is shot. Because yeah. the criteria was off. Everything about well, it is wrong. Well, see, that's that's the hard part. You know, obviously people have seen it. Kanye comes in at number one. Drake's number two. Chance the Rapper's number three. And then it's a bunch of other people. Um, I think Young M.A. is on there somewhere, like six or something. I can't remember. Uh, but Kanye being at number one, if you if you watch the video— and shout out to the homies Letty and B Dot, who when when they, when Charlamagne was like number one goes to Kanye, their, their faces they didn't vote number one. It was Joe Budden proposed that Kanye was the hottest rapper in the game, and I felt like he did that because he was being petty towards Drake. Because <laughs> if your criteria, there's two ways to look at this. If your criteria is the hottest, the hottest um, entertainer in hip hop, it's Drake. 
there is like bar none Drake when it comes to music. The dude has a billion streams on Spotify. They, they, like when, if you're talking about this pop, year though, this, this year, year, this is this probably year. Drake's worst year since he's been in the game, which is still better than everybody else's. It's like, not better than Kanye's. It's Ka- better. Kanye, than, like Kanye was performing on a floating stage. Like let's just be real. Before he went batshit crazy, his concert was just that's just revolutionary. Yeah, but People who had underneath the best, him? Who had the who sold more? Like that's what I'm. This is what I'm saying. If we're talking about the criteria of hot in terms of like being an entertainer and and, and your music, not not hip hop, like not like not for hip hop is, but like your music. Drake doing a billion on Spotify outdoes anything that Kanye did. Like I don't know, Drake. Like, this year, like, Kanye had the better album this year. No, he didn't. Kanye's album was trash, but, uh, okay, whatever. I, I mean, I, maybe I'm in the minority to think Kanye's album was absolute trash. But I believe so. <laughs> I don't know how people think this is a good album. It's, it's, there's nothing, it's not a good album. But, like, Drake's album, yes, it was a cruise control album. And I, like I said, it was underwhelming. He had the opportunity to push the envelope, and he didn't. But one dance... Work like songs like "Work" with Rihanna, like dog. When, when when I'm talking about commercial viability, Drake beats out Kanye in that aspect. Now, if we're talking okay. about the, the 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 gossip rags, then yeah, Kanye beats Drake. But we're talking. But then if you go to the criteria, if you shift the other way, even not gossip, most, like like, I guess his clothing counts takes into account. That he had, shouldn't he had count. the biggest sneakers of the year, Jordan's everything. Count. Like hottest MC. Yeah, that's what see, I'm saying. That's the, that's, the, what's the criteria like? That's what I'm saying. If the if, if you're going by the criteria being hot in terms of sales and all that stuff, it's Drake. If you're going hot in terms of who is the most desired rapper, who like showed out, who influenced the most, it's Chance the Rapper. Like in terms of MCs, like Kanye, like Chance's music influenced Kanye's album. Chance should have been the hottest MC in the game. Correct. Drake should be the hottest rapper in the game. Kanye should be neither of those number one spots. <laughs> neither of them. But it's, if I don't, you go by relevance, I, I can see why they put Kanye over Drake. Um, he's relevant for all the wrong reasons too. It's not like he's even relevant because of his music anymore. No, it's the music is definitely secondary. But this album is so much better than Yeezus. Anything else? It, it to me, it's better than the Drake album. <laughs> no. I like that, that Kanye album is poop. Um, Chance though at three, that's not bad. Um, Chance of one, I, I, I like dog. I can't see as big as a year that Chance had with Coloring Book. Um, the things that he did, like if you want to look at, uh, you know, SNL. Obviously, they they recorded this in November. People are gonna say, well, where's J Cole? And they recorded it in November. J Cole had done nothing to that point. Correct. Um, but. Like everything that Chance did this year, he was relevant. Performing at the White House, like he was, his ascent this year was monumental. And the Grammy nominations, like he should have been the hottest rap- MC. He should have been the hottest MC in the game. And Drake is the hottest rapper. Like I don't, I, I get it with Kanye. Like Kanye was, he, I, I wouldn't put Kanye lower than three. Even though I did like his album, the buzz for it was crazy. The rollout for the Life of Pablo was haphazard as hell, but. People were engaged and interested. He um, debuted at Madison Square Garden with an aux cord, which is yeah, I'm just it's saying, a, like, it's bananas. Like, like he Kanye is, he's big in terms of pop culture, but he's not like people aren't talking about his music anymore. 
Like that's that's my problem with, with him being the hottest MC in the game. Nobody talks about his music. Like in, over the past six months, what song do people talk about when it comes to Kanye? Um, they don't talk. You're right. They don't talk about songs. They talk about his rants at his concerts. They talk about his sneakers selling out. And now they talk about him going batshit crazy. That's what's like. There is nothing about music. Like, I'm actually, I'm in the process of writing a piece on Kanye about, you know, uh, the false prophet is the number one hottest rapper in the game. It doesn't make any sense because it's not about music. Like, Chance is about music. Drake, whether you like him or not, his, his, his relevancy is really about his music. Like, his music connects with people, whether you like it or not. Like, a billion streams on Spotify is, is not anything to sneeze at. So no, crazy. even though he, even though his album wasn't great, like it's not even in my top ten albums of the year, but he still had a noteworthy year. But you know, but I never understand the criteria because I like you know with Kendrick being at eight, I'm like that's fine because Untitled and Master came out in like February. It's people mostly forgot about it, and he hasn't really done like his few of his guest spots weren't the greatest um, towards the end of the year, and he kind of was invisible for the most part. Yeah, you know, he shows up here and there. So I get that. Um, like Travis Luke. Scott at four. That's pretty good for Travis Scott. I can't. Yeah, see, Travis Scott had a, he he had a solid album, but I just don't number four. He like, had a nice little wave. Young Thug at five. I don't know. Um, I'm not a fan, and then yeah. people call me a hater, but I I just don't get it. I I don't get it at all. But. <laughs> I don't listen. I I don't think this was Young Thug's biggest year either. So. Um, did he have an album? I thought he just had a mixtape this year. Well, he had the, the um, he had Jeffrey, which performed pretty well. Um, and a lot of people, you know, I, like like I said, I'm not a fan. I listen to, it, I don't care for it. But uh, people like Jeffrey in Slime Season Three. three. Okay, yeah, yeah, I um, think so. Something around. So, that. so young. I mean, he he's very buzzworthy. Okay, um, people belongs on the list somewhere. Twenty One Savage is on the list. I, I don't. I'm not. I, I don't. I kind of don't know how. Uh, like Remy Ma is not on this list. Definitely. Because she was definitely the number one female rapper of the year. Yeah, I mean, you look at what she did. I mean, she had the hottest single of the summer all the way up, right? And she's returned to relevancy. You know, being on Love and Hip Hop and not making an ass out of herself, like, she should have been there. Well, Remy Ma, like, Remy Ma and Young M.A. are both dope. And Young she, M.A. should have been on the list. The fact that she's she not was, on she the wasn't. list. No, she's on the list. No, she's not. She's not? Nope. Young Thug 5, Future 6, which is crazy. YG 7, Kendrick 8, Little Uzi. Future's on the list? Yep. Little Uzi Vert at 9, 21 Savage at 10. What if Future... Are you sure that's the right list? I am looking at the list. Future's on the list? Why is Future on the list? Future's at 6. What did he do this year? I don't think Future did anything this year. I would argue that Ray Shremmer had a better year than Future. And designer definitely had a better year than future. Oh Jesus! Oh God! I don't even want to talk about that. If you're comparing people uh, who like you know sing rap and sing song shit, he's not even the hottest in his own damn, category. You're right. Young Me is not on this list. Why oh. is she not on this list? Um. So future is is. I mean, YG had a decent year. I like the album. I don't know if he was hot necessarily. Um. Definitely not hotter than Kendrick, right? Like. See, yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't. The Grammys the were just this year, right? Yeah, and Kendrick won a bunch. Yeah, and his performance at the Grammys was captivating, so he deserves to be on the list. Um, it was earlier in the year, and he kind of cooled off towards the end. But that's Kendrick. You know, he fades that's away. It. He he does his work, whatever. 
I mean, you know who should have been on this list for Schoolboy Q? Schoolboy's had, album was super slept on, and we'll talk yeah, like, about that next week during our award show. But yeah, Blank Face was amazing. He had a great tour. His guest spots were great. Um, and he and he's he established himself as number two on the hierarchy of TDE. Like Q had a great year. I don't know how he's not on this list. Like Twenty One Savage, really? Yo, the kids love Twenty One Savage. I don't understand it. Um, yeah. Lil Uzi Vert. Okay, I guess. Um, I'm not the biggest Uzi Vert fan. I, I don't understand. I'm too old for that shit, though. Like, I'm, I, that's that's when I notice I'm washed. Because I'll be like, yo, I can't listen to that. Like, I'm officially old. Like, I can't listen to all this, you know, red tips in your hair, the million tattoos on your face music. I, I just can't. I it, They don't say anything that appeals to my lifestyle. Um, right. I can listen to Lil Yachty only because a friend kind of put it into perspective for me. And then I was like, okay, dope. I can listen to his music with a new appreciation. Um, like, my friend was like, yo, don't listen to it expecting hip-hop. He was like, go into it. And he was like, you're a Blink-182 fan, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, his harmonies are the exact same as Blink-182. It's just over trap beats. And then I was like, okay. The trap beats instead of Travis Barker drums. Let me listen. And it is. He uses, like, the same punk rock, you know, late 90s harmonies and vibes. And his flow is completely taken from that genre. So I was like, okay, dope. I was like, I can appreciate it for what it is. Everyone else, though, these young cats, can do it. Yeah. All um, right, so we're 30 minutes into this show. We haven't talked about what we came to talk about. <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> this is what happens, man. Um, we got to talk about UFC then, since we give the people what they want. UFC had a card, Sacramento, um, UFC on Fox. It was a showcase for the young stars. Our predictions last week were trash. Um... Let's start it off. Sage Northcutt gets choked out by Mickey Gall. I didn't see it coming. I didn't know enough about Mickey Gall. I thought Sage would outclass him on the feet, which in the first round, you know, it kind of went that way. Um, but once again, Sage has no ground game. So None. Zero ground game. He ended up the on the ground, I... and, it was, oh, and he got clipped, and he did the Conor McGregor shoot for a takedown out of desperation, and it was end, the end for him. Yeah, you know, the sad thing is he's the second highest paid person on this card. Um, on 60-60, so it was like he got 60 grand to lose again. Sage Northcutt has a lot of work to do. I wouldn't, you know, I still wouldn't count the kid out yet, but he's average. He's very, he's a very average fighter. He's going back down lightweight, which probably is good for him. Yeah, both um, his fights, by the way, both his losses at 170, that should be taken into account. Yeah, but he clearly needs a jujitsu coach because through his ground game is doo doo. <laughs> like he's just, he, he got sworn like dogs. That's it. Go yeah. to a real gym. Leave Papa at home. Don't half-ass this anymore. Don't go to college and do this. Understand you want to be an engineer. School ain't going nowhere, my man. A fighting career is. Um, this isn't built for half-timers. The UFC is not built for 20-year-olds. It's it's not easy. So you got to put in extra work if you want to be that great this young. And he's not putting in the extra work. Yeah, he's he's got some work to do. And, and go, I mean, clearly... Uh... He thinks he, he, you know, he wants like top fifteen guys. I don't know if he's ready for that yet, but it's clearly better than what I anticipated. Him running over a bunch of trash cans, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, Northcutt was a little bit more seasoned would give him some problems, but he didn't. So, um, kudos to Mickey Gall. I'd like to see what's next for him. I'm very interested to see where his career goes from here. He seems very solid. His his ground game and his uh, stand up is pretty good. So, um, curious where this kid goes. Yeah, I mean. He, once again, he took the right steps. 
he left his house. He left his comfort zone. He went to TriStar. He has real training with real legit trainers. Um, we'll see. His next fight's going to say a lot. It's interesting because they ended up not giving CM Punk a, uh, you know, uh, a tuna can. The kid actually can fight. Yeah. So he, he actually can't fight. That's that's the interesting thing. So, we found out that Gall is not like some guy here for Punk to run over and he just lost. Gall can fight. Yeah. So um, Punk might. This might help Punk more than it helps anyone else. Because I'd be like, yo, back to the drawing board. Let's actually get someone who's not that good. Because we yeah, ended up giving this guy a monster. Um, so that that's one takeaway from that fight. We see in the main event... Um, Paige Van Zant, the other young star on the card, Dance with the Stars, had a great knockout victory after that. She brought the star power, and Karate Hottie took it away. Yeah, Watterson serious. I mean, like I said, I thought the fight was a toss-up. I figured that Paige would have the better grounded pound, but uh, Watterson just completely outclassed her. And, uh, you know, I think she's more comfortable at uh, straw weight. And, and uh, you know, she was an atom weight in her victor. And she lost the fight there. But since, you know, the time off, nothing nothing really mattered. Everything that Michelle Waters I thought she'd be, if she was active, she she was. And she dominated Paige Van Zandt. Uh, Rose Diamond Unions called her out, which is a fight I actually would love to see. But, uh, you know, with Watterson, now you're in a situation where um, she only made 30 grand in this fight, which kind of sucks. Because this ended up being the most watched UFC on Fox card since UFC on Fox 10. Which 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 is a big deal, um, but it wasn't be because of her though. Like well, it was because she left with a bigger name than she came in, but it was clearly because of Paige and Sage. Well, yeah, Paige and Sage were the big draws, but still, you know, she's made a name for herself. And I mean, let's be honest here: like Michelle Watterson, she's easy on the eyes as well. Like Michelle Watterson could be a crossover star um, if she was the champ of the strawweight division. She'd be a star. She's got opportunities. So. I feel like they could be working towards something with her. Um, she's talented on um, both the ground and on her feet, and she really showed showcased everything she had against Paige. Paige, clearly, um, she's not ready yet. You know, she, she may be ready in a couple of years, but Watterson called her green, and she was actually kind of right. She took advantage of her. Yeah, and Paige is young. So this is one of the things she, she has to take, just like the, um, the Rose loss and, and keep it moving and, you know, try to work her way back into the top five she probably slides right out of it now um but she has time on her side so she's only going to get better she's only going to commit herself more it's just the ufc thought the time was now for these two stars and it's clearly not yeah no, i mean this was i you know hindsight 2020 this was still a solid fight to put together um with with two young talents two rising talents i mean watterson's i think she's almost 30 yeah um you know, and she needs she needed this opportunity, and the Page is the right person. Page is ranked, I believe, seven. So you look at the strawweight division, and uh, you know, Watterson could make a dent. She could make a dent. Page has to go back to the drawing board. It's going to be interesting to see who they match her up with next. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't you can't match her up with anybody like Claudia or or Carolina. So it's like I don't know where Page necessarily goes from here. Yeah, I mean, she has to just pick on maybe six through 10 in that division for a while. Cause you don't want to shoot her confidence. <laughs> that That is the key. And um, understand she was good enough to beat those six through 10 ranges to earn and walk her way up in the division. 
But it's okay to slide her back down a little bit. Give her the confidence. Yeah. Let her win a couple fights. Um, Uriah Faber is the other main fight on this card. The last we'll see of the California kid, and he looked great. Yeah, um, I mean, dominant. He like, yeah, he almost finished off Brad Pickett in the first round. I mean, he's uh, it's, he's Uriah Faber, man. I mean, losing to Jimmy Rivera, yeah, that sucked and was probably the 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 notice that Uriah needed was like, well, you know what? Probably done all I could do in the sport. I'm never going to be a world champion. But Uriah's still better than most of the the the. Uh, the bantamweights out there, so props him as much as I can't believe he's walking away because he can still fight. Yeah, but does he really want to? It's not like Uriah's hurting for cash. You know, he's doing well at Team Alpha Male. It's just really time to step aside. Um, he's done enough of this business, and he's put his body out there. It's like for what at this point? Like, what are you fighting for? If you're not going to win a title, and you're Uriah favor, because that's all that's really left is the one thing that's eluded you your entire career is a UFC title. So. If you can't win it, just chill. You know, go see if uh, Cody can bring one to the gym. Yeah, but we saw even with um, Hendo. You know, you win two fights against people not even in the top five, and the UFC might throw you a bone. Yeah, but nah. As a last fight. Like, this just seemed a little premature. He didn't know when he'd just, you know, get another Dominic Cruz fight. Because why not? I mean, they're not going to give him another Dominic Cruz fight. He's already lost the dude twice. I mean, what's the point? Or a Dillashaw at, fight, or they, they could have thrown him a bone still. I, I just think he's made it. I think at a certain point in your life, when you realize that a world title is not in your cards, you just hang it up. You've made enough money. Why put your... Because, I mean, it's not just a fight. It's training camp. Like, I, you know, guys don't want to go through training camp. That's not fun, cutting weight and all that shit. At a certain point, you're just like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. It's not worth it. I've got enough money. And Uriah's at that point. He's kind of like got Floyd. It. Yeah, you just, you're tired of it. Um, it's not that I don't think he, he's lost love for the game, but I think those aspects wear, wear you down. And especially Uriah's like in his mid-30s, mid to, I don't know, what, 37 maybe? Yes. It's, it's, it's time to go. What, what's the point of hanging around? This is clearly Dominic Cruz's division, and we'll see what happens next week with Cody Garbrandt. But he's, he's so far from a title shot right now with – Jimmy Rivera ahead of him, and it's like, shit, you know, Demetrius Johnson could jump into the bandaway picture at any point. So it's like, just chill out. See what happens. Ride into the sunset. Um, we're actually going to talk about next week's UFC 207 card because next week our show is going to be predominantly about the awards. So we're actually going to preview that right now instead of doing so next week. Um, opening that up and taking a look, it's a good card. Should be exciting. Good matchups, um, well-paired fights. Uh, let's go and make a few predictions, I guess, and we'll preview it as the predictions go. On the FS1 prelim card, we'll just pick um, the main event, which is Johnny Hendricks versus Neil Bagney. Good Lord, I don't know what to think of Johnny Hendricks anymore. I'm not sure if he makes the weight. Like, to be honest, like, I, I'm going to pick it, but I, I'll, I'll take Neil Magny. Johnny, Johnny's about to be Johnny Bellator here in a second. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Neil feels like he's gotten by on a few guys and, you know, lost to Lorenz Larkin. Um, he almost got killed by Hector Lombard. So he could lose to, if Hendricks fights the right fight. Like, Maggie's not, he's long, rangy, but he's not like Wonder Boy. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Johnny Hendricks in this fight. Uh, not with a ton of faith, because Hendricks <laughs> did get watched by Kevin Gastelum as well. Um, 
But I, you know, this this is a fight that both these guys need to win. But and I'm gonna I'm gonna say Hendricks needs a little bit more. Okay, I, I'm still gonna stick with Magny. It's just he wins these fights somehow. Like the fights where he really shouldn't win, um, these are when he pulls it out. So I'll pick Magny to win this fight. Um, the recently bumped up into the main card fight is Luis Smoka versus Ray Borg. Yeah, Smoka, who lost to Brandon Moreno. Um, I'm gonna pick Ray Borg here. Flyweight, right. so so odd to pick. Um, because there's only one that matters. <laughs> Both yeah, of them are coming. Like up. A... I mean, uh, Borg is coming off of a loss. Smoka lost Moreno. Uh, ugh, this is a tough fight to pick. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Borg. I mean, Borg he just lost to Justin Scoggins. Needs a bounce back win. He's a solid fighter, so. I'm going to pick it by decision. I'm surprised this got bumped up. Tim Means versus Alex Oliveira is on the UFC Fight Pass. Pretty no, low card. To, they want people to go to Fight Pass. It's ridiculous. Um, that's going to be one hell of a fight. Um, in this one, though, I guess I'll go Ray Borg, too. It's, this is the bathroom break. This is the equivalent of a 2014 women's match in the WWE. Wow. Yeah, it's like, you know what? Stick around. Um, we have good fights on the FS1 card. And then right when the pay-per-view starts, hit up Shake Shack, get your food. That's where we'll all be because uh, this is the time. We don't want to miss anything after that. Yeah, no, this car's loaded from this point. Yep. Shake Shack break. Uh, the next fight, though, TJ Dillashaw versus John Lineker. I haven't seen TJ Dillashaw in a three-round fight in forever. Ooh, this is, this is going to be interesting. Um. I'm going to pick Dillashaw because I think Dillashaw is a more complete fighter. And I think Dillashaw will be smart enough to stay away from, to game plan accordingly, to stay away from John Lineker's power. So the more diverse striker, the footwork that, you know, eerily reminiscent of Dominic Cruz should give him the edge to pull out a decision victory in three rounds. Dillashaw is built for five round fights. The guy can go, doesn't get tired. Uh, Lineker is a different case. So I'm going to go with Dillashaw, but I think it could be a hell of a fight. Because if, if Lineker does catch him, it could be lights out. I just I think I think those will fight a smart enough fight. Yeah, I'll pick TJ. Um, I don't think TJ loses right now to anyone outside of the two people in the co-main event. Um, so I, I have TJ, even though you know he did swagger jack Dominic Cruz. But if you're gonna swagger jack anyone, it, he picked a pretty good person. Um, I think he dances around. I don't. I, I'm not sure about the finish. TJ has finished. You know, just due to high output. Has finished a, a good amount of his opponents. They just can't take the beating. But that's mostly, you know, over the course of five rounds. So in three, probably a decision, but I'm taking TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. Um, next one, heavyweight fight. Sneaky fight. Maybe fight of the night. The Fabricio Verdum Kane Velasquez rematch, which, what, just a year ago, year and a half ago, was a title fight. Yeah, I'm picking Kane. There's, we're not. There's no altitude to deal with here. Um, <laughs> Back to the gold old altitude. Yeah, when 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 Kane is on, Kane is the best heavyweight in the UFC easily. So I think Kane will be on. Fabrizio needs to win, but he proved to be vulnerable. Got knocked out by Steve Miocic. Um, the jiu-jitsu may be a big factor in this fight. Fabrizio has much improved stand-up. That's always interesting to see. Um, but I'm still gonna go with Kane. That engine. And, you know, I think he'll fight a smart, a much smarter fight than he did in Mexico. So I'm picking Kane to win. And, uh, he might stop him. He might stop him. Yeah, I'm picking Kane to win, and I think he knocks him out. Um, 
maybe some ground and pound. It won't be like a, a flash knockout. But I, I definitely like Kane in this situation. I like Kane against, like you said, any heavyweight. Um, and any fighter probably outside of John Jones. And I yep. think Kane winning definitely earns him a title shot as long as he can stay healthy, which in that camp, you never know. Um, and I believe he said he scheduled a, a knee surgery already. Yeah. For after the fight. So, you know, Stipe has no problem waiting, it looks like. So we'll probably get that over the summer if Kane wins. But I expect Kane to win. Uh, Fabrizio is still very good, but uh, I'm not taking him in this rematch. Uh, Co-main event is next. Bantamweights, Dominic Cruz versus Cody. No love, Garbrandt. I'm going to just come out right away and say I'm picking Cody to knock Dominic Cruz out. (laughs) It's not happening. If it goes past the second round, then cool. Dominic Cruz, he's winning the fight. I don't see it. I see Cody knocking him out in a second. I think, I mean, as far as master game plan is a concern, Dominic Cruz, especially sitting in that analyst seat for as long as he has, he gets a good look at these guys that nobody else gets a chance to see. And there, there's still coals in Cody Garber's game that Dominic Cruz can take advantage of. There's, there's a difference between what Dominic has seen and facing Cody versus what Cody's seen and facing Dominic. Cody's never seen anything like Dominic in the cage. And Dominic's seen pretty much everything that you've had to offer. So I don't see any way that Cody can win except by knockout. And I don't think he's going to catch him. I think Cody's going to be having an adrenaline dump. He's going to be a little bit overly passionate in this fight. He's going to try to go for the kill, not be able to get it because I think Dominic's going to start taking him down early. Um, you know, we, we know Dominic is a guy who likes to stand up with his footwork, but people forget Dominic's an excellent wrestler and who's known to ground guys with heavy hands. He did it to Benavidez in WEC. He's done it to multiple guys in the past. Done it to Faber a couple of fights. Every time he got yeah. clipped by Faber, he took him down at will. So I, I don't necessarily see Garbrandt being smart enough to beat Dominic Cruz in a five-round fight. Dominic He'll does have get hit, him. though. Yeah, I mean, he, he gets hit. Um, it's just hard to, to hit him clean. I, I guess that's the case, right? Because he'll, yeah, I mean, he'll get chipped or he'll kind of get hit by a punch but roll off of it because the movement's so sporadic and it's a beautiful thing to watch he is the best defensive fighter in the ufc um maybe ufc history as far as defense is concerned i don't know why and it's hard to pick against dominic cruz because arguably he's the best fighter in the ufc right now but i have to take cody i I just it's a feeling more so than anything i'm i'm not shocked if dominic cruz just outclasses him though yeah, I, I mean, I have to I have to pick, I have to do the smart pick here. I can't, I can't go with Cody. <laughs> can't I can't go on the limb. Nah, man, he it's beat Thomas Almeida. Still, man, it, a lot I mean, of weird shit has happened this year. It ain't 2017 yet. Yeah, I can't bet on weird shit. I got to bet on what I know. And Dominic Cruz is my number one pound for pound fighter in the UFC, and I'm not going to bet against him with Cody Garbrandt. Nope, not going to do it. All right. Well, my my theory is always for the truly elite and the super great ones a la john jones a la dominic cruz the only way to beat them is to have flash one punch knockout power because you're not going to outclass them over five rounds of course and cody garbrandt has flash one punch knockout power so if he doesn't do it i don't see anyone else doing um main event ronda rousey versus some chick with a belt Um, Because that's how it's been billed, right? Pretty much. They don't even put Amanda Nunez in promos. People ask me all the time, like, who's Ronda even fighting? I was like, that's a damn shame. Like, people honestly don't know. 
They've done they've done Amanda dirty, and they just released a little promo yesterday about Amanda. The UFC did, but it's like, come on, man, she's the champ. Give the <laughs> give the champ a little bit of shot. I, I mean, and they still haven't showed scenario. Ronda getting knocked out, by the way. Yeah, it's like worst case scenario. Amanda wins, and you've cut these promos. Okay, at least people now know who Amanda is. If she wins right now, people are going to be like, they're going to treat her like Buster Douglas, and she's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's it's just this is I don't I don't like how they've handled this promo at all. This is the main event, and it's billed as UFC 207. Ronda Rousey returns, and it's like, dude, just you're putting a lot on Ronda, and I know that's that's your star and everything, but. Give her opponent some credit, please. Amanda deserves a lot more than that. She she beat the girl who choked out the girl who head kicked the girl that she's fighting. So it's like, <laughs> get, you know, give her some credence. I mean, she didn't come out of nowhere. She didn't she didn't just show up and win a title. They didn't she hand her a blind UFC two hundred. So say what you want, like you okay, it wasn't the truth. Brock Lesnar was the main event, but whatever. She headlined UFC two hundred and won the title. Yeah, you she Without deserves that, to be pushed. She's the champion. But, yeah, with all that being said, I'm picking Ronda Rousey, though. I don't think Amanda, <laughs> so am I. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Amanda controls distance well enough to do what Holly Holm did. I don't. I think, you know, she has to, she, she fights in close quarters, and that's exactly where Ronda's wheelhouse is. If you get too close to her, she's going to grab you. And I don't think Amanda's takedown defense is going to be good enough to defend those, those hip tosses. Now, this is all saying that Ronda comes back being the same Ronda who she was before. I have no idea what Ronda's going to show up in this fight because – you know, when the aura of invincibility for some people, when it's shattered, like Muhammad Ali, they rise. Others, like Mike Tyson, they get shattered, they fall. I don't know which side of the fence that Ronda's going to be on. But I'm going to err on the caution of I think she's a better fighter. I think she, if she if she sticks to what she knows, she'll win this fight via armbar. If she does some dumb shit and tries to throw hands, she's going to sleep. No, I, I agree. Um, I'm picking Ronda. I couldn't have said it better myself for the exact same reasons you're picking Ronda. It's that Amanda, even when she finishes people, she rushes in. And she has to be in close quarters. And it's kind of like a a real barrage. She doesn't finish people from distance. And Ronda's going to take advantage of that. All it takes is one judo throw. Um, I've seen Amanda be handled on the ground previously. So people may say her wrestling's good or her size helps. But I, I think Ronda has a distinct ground advantage. So I'm picking Ronda by armbar, taking a throwback. Yeah. Sure. Um, so that's UFC 207. That's UFC in a nutshell. We rambled on. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to hit up a little bit of boxing and then finish it off with WWE. So you guys stay tuned. Listen. Fill out the survey, please. Help out the show. We'll be right back. Listen up. Because we need help putting out the show that you love for free every week, giving it free to the people... Now we know nobody likes filling out surveys, but we really need you to do it. It won't take you more than five minutes, and besides helping out the show, you'll be entered for a chance to win a $100 iTunes gift card. You know what I can do with $100 on iTunes? I'm living life large on iTunes with that, and you guys get that just for helping us out. We know some of you may have already done surveys like this in the past, but we really need you to log in and fill this thing out as accurately as possible. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, once we know more about you, we'll be able to deliver the show and the sponsors you dream about. Finding sponsors who are a good fit means we get to give you the deals and information the brands you care about while keeping this show free to enjoy every week. Free to enjoy every week. It means you don't have to pay to subscribe for nothing. All right. And if you don't care about helping us and making the show better, do it for the chance to win a free iTunes or Amazon.com gift card. Right? You know, like do it for free. Do it for the gifts. 
And if there's not, you know, just think about it. If there's not that many of you doing it, there's a better chance to win. So please do us this solid and go to the corner survey.com. Once again, that's the corner survey.com. Do that. Keep the lights on for us. Let us cater to what you need. You know, you can tell us what you like and what you don't like, and then we can keep it all funky and knock this thing out. I know the corner club got our back. You guys are going to fill out that survey. We're going to get more ads. We're going to be bringing you this for free for a long, long time. So shout out to y'all. What up, everyone? We are back. Thank you guys for taking time out to do the survey and sticking with us through that little break. Time to talk boxing. Not much happened in boxing um, this past weekend. Really didn't miss much. But there's been a couple big announcements. Triple G versus Jacobs. Finally done. Yeah, well... I'm, I didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, this fight, look, this fight, uh, people might scream blasphemy, but I feel like this fight is actually better than the Canelo fight. And people are going to say I'm crazy, but... <laughs> I would say you're crazy. I'm saying in terms, like, I know why people are excited about the Canelo fight because what Canelo's done, but people, like, underestimate what Danny Jacobs has done. Like, Danny Jacobs has the second highest knockout percentage in the middleweight division. Danny Jacobs has knocked out everybody since returning from the little cancer scare he had. He's, well, I think he has 12 straight knockouts. Um, destroyed Peter Quillen, which people thought was a good fight. Just ran over Sergio Mora in their rematch. And and he's got heavy hands. Um, I I think, the, I mean, I don't, I'm not picking Jacobs to win. Like, just like I'm not picking Canelo to win. But, I personally, I think that Danny Jacobs might be better than Canelo. So this is going to be a hell of a fight. And I'm glad they made this happen because now people can stop saying Golovkin has been fed cans. This is a legitimate middleweight. This it's is not like all a the junior belts. middleweight. No, it's like this yeah. is what – this damn near unifies the belts, right? WBA, well, well, WBC, I mean, IBO. No, we're missing I mean, WBO. Th- yeah. Billy Joe Saunders has the other, the other title. Oh. And – the one that Jacobs has is the WBA regular, which is nothing. Like, Gennady's the actual, he's the champ. Um, it just makes him the mandatory. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this this is a true middleweight fight. There is no, I'm 154, there's no cashway. Like, these are two 160-pounders who can bang that are about to fight. Um, people are going to look at Danny Jacobs' one loss to uh, Demetri Pirog and say, oh, well, he's lost. Well, I mean... Talking to Jacobs and being around Jacobs and, and, and seeing what he's gone through in his life. Yeah, he was at a rough patch in his life. His grandmother died the week before the fight. His head wasn't in the game that night, and everybody that was around him could see it. That was one loss. Since then, he's just washed everybody. So this is going to be a hell of a fight. It's on pay-per-view. I, you know, I'm considering making the trip to New York because I really want to see this fight. Definitely. Hope, um, they didn't release a date, have they? It's March. They did release a date. Oh, March 18th. And, yeah. So that is St. Patrick's Day. Or St. Patrick's Day weekend? I think it is. Yeah, that is going to be insane. I would probably make the trip, too, if I wasn't gearing up for a WrestleMania trip. Um, I still might. Who knows? Because that's one, like you said, one hell of a fight. So it'd be great to be in attendance in Madison Square Garden. um, Triple G, once again, if he he wins this, it's Canelo or nothing. Well, yeah. And, And I mean... There's, like I said, people have said they, that Gennady hasn't fought anybody. This is really somebody. And I hope they play their, they play it right and show what Jacobs has done up until this point. I followed Jacobs since his pro debut, which I believe was on the undercard of Mayweather Hat, which I was at. And I've, I've, I've seen 
a majority of his fight. Well, not a majority. I've seen a lot of Danny Jacobs fights live. Um, when I was in New York, I, I saw him fight. When I, I saw him fight when he was in Vegas. I'm, I'm a fan of Danny Jacobs. I think he's an excellent talent. He has a great backstory. I hope they don't run the cancer thing into the ground like they've usually done. But, dude, he's legit. He you have one hell of a memory. Because it was on the undercard of Mayweather Hatton, December yeah. 8, 2007. Yeah. I, I remember seeing him because I remember Oscar playing him up and saying he's going to be the next big thing. Da, da, da. And they kind of carried it wrong. I, not to say slowly, but, you know, he was just watching people. And it wasn't even close. And the Pirog fight was just a bad night for him. But since then, he's just just running over everybody. Like, the Quillen knockout was the one that certified it. Like, people thought Peter Quillen was, you know, the truth. You know, he had that he, he was going to be the next big thing in middleweight. And, dude, Danny came in there and, and destroyed him. One round. So Worked him. Yeah, made it quick. So this is going to be a hell of a fight. I'm, I'm just re- I'm really looking forward to it. Um, we also had the announcement Deontay Wilder is coming back as well. Um, excited to see Wilder, or is everything now just about Anthony Joshua? No, I'm excited to see Wilder because I want to see if he if he polishes his game. Like, like I said, I think there he he is a raw talent, and there are a lot of things that he does that I feel like he can be sloppy at times. He overcommits on his punches at times. If he tightens up those things, I don't know if anybody can beat him. He just hasn't done so yet. Somebody's going to have to force him to tighten it up. Um, so I'm always excited to see Deontay Wilder fight. I like him. I think he's a great talent. I think he's good for the heavyweight division. Uh, right now, I don't think he's the best heavyweight. But I think, you know, he could fine-tune his game in the next year or so. He could he could have all the pods, be great defensively, and be the top heavyweight in boxing. So anytime he fights, I'm here to see it. With that being said, boxing kind of comes to a close for... 2016, we won't have boxing until 2017, I believe. Yeah, well, you got to talk about how it closed. What did we see <laughs> to close out our 2016 year in boxing? A 51-year-old man getting knocked out the ring. I forgot about that. There was boxing this weekend. Damn, man. Hopkins, I hate it had to be you, bro. That is not the way to slide into retirement, right? Um, nope. I thought he killed him. <laughs> that was one hell of a fall. Like, like that was steep. No one yeah. grabbed him either. Like, there was people around. Like, no one could just lend a hand. No, nah, um, nobody was ready. And, it, I mean, dude, it kind of happened, like I said. Joe Smith was a more active fighter. When you're more active against Bernard Hawking, you give him less opportunities to counter, or you give him less opportunities to pose and posture, you can win the fight. And Joe Smith did exactly that. And Bernard uh, had a great career. Kudos to you. But stop saying stupid shit like, you got shoved out of the ring by a frustrated guy that you're going to end up beating. That's not what happened. You got your ass caught, and your ass fell out the ring, and you weren't going to win this fight. It, it was no happening. shove. No. It was, I mean, he got <laughs> caught. He got caught off balance. I don't know if he was necessarily hurt when he got hit. He was hurt when his, the back of his head hit the damn concrete. But, yo, you, got, you lost. There's no excuse. Don't say that, that Joe Smith got frustrated and he shoved you out the ring. That's not what happened. Bernard always has an excuse for every fight he's lost. All the Jermaine time. Taylor fight, <laughs> Joe Calzaghe fight. He's always got an excuse. This was no excuse on this night. You lost. You're 51 years old. The younger man got you. Joe Smith has actually proven that he might be a legit light heavyweight. Who he, I mean, he destroyed Fonfaro, who beat Chavez. So we might see a lot more of this guy around, you know, sooner than later. Uh the light heavyweight division is kind of interesting with Kovalev and Ward there, so maybe you got a contender in Joe Smith Jr. 
which would be great just to get some new blood in the mix. Um, Andre Ward will need another foil um, if he decides to stay, because that's also he's not there. He's going to stay. He's got nowhere else to go. Yeah, he has no other enticing matchups. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. Probably a rematch for those two, though. Um, With the year closing out, no time better than to put together our pound-for-pound list of 2016. To end the year, who would be your pound-for-pound fighters in boxing? Ugh. I mean, I've been wavering back and forth between Roman Gonzalez and Andre Works, Warby Kovalev, but I guess I'm going to have to stick with Chocolatito being number one, Ward being number two. Um, man, I guess I have to put Kovalev three because a lot of people don't think he lost that fight. <laughs> I was about to say, um, how far are you going to slide Kovalev? I can't slide him that far. It, you know, the, the I only thought he won. Thing, so. That's the thing. A lot of people thought he won that fight. And it's funny because I think in the rematch, Ward will probably win the rematch because I think he's got him figured out. But until then, To me, it's more fatigue what than anything. Yeah, well, so Kovalev number three, and then it gets dicey because I don't know if I if Croft, I mean, there's Golovkin number four. And then I don't know if it's going to be Crawford number five or Lomachenko. Lomachenko is the most talented of the bunch. But he hasn't fought enough proven competition like Terrence Crawford has. Um, so I'll, as of right this very moment, if you put a gun to my head, I'm going to put Terrence Crawford in number five. And I'm going to put Lomachenko in six. I'm going to put him right outside the top five. My five, very similar at the top. Um, Chocolatito is number one. It's not even that close to me. Um, Ward will have to be two, even though I believe Kovalev won that fight. Um, Sergey would be three, just because that's how the judges decided that it went. Um, four. Four is where it gets tough. Um, just like you said. So four. I'll, I guess I'll have to put Triple G at four, like you did. Um, five, I would still, I, I understand Crawford, um, I understand Lomachenko, but I would probably have to go with Keith Thurman. Really? At, at five. Yeah. He's fought better f- at the top. He has a better win this past year than either of those other two fighters. Against Sean Porter? Yep. I love Sean, but Sean's no. better than anyone Crawford fought last year or Lomachenko fought. No, it's just the truth of it. What opponent no. is better than is better? Than I Sean mean, Nicholas, N- Nicholas Walters was undefeated and and washed Nonito De Nair no and Victor Chin. Yeah, and yeah, and he quit. And Lomachenko made him quit. Keith Thurman had a hard fight with Sean Porter, not an easy fight. And that's what I wanted to see from him. I wanted to see that hard fight, see him get you know taken into deep water, see how he was going to react. He came back in that fight. <sighs> I, I, have to put, I have to put one I time at five. Them, I, there's and, no way. And the Danny no. Garcia win, and I'm chalking it up as a win already, will solidify that spot. Yeah. I got to no. put him at five. There's, there, there's no – I can't put him ahead of Terrence Crawford. Like, how could you put him ahead of Terrence Crawford? Same reason I said. His win last year was better than either of those two wins. His, Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I have to put him five. That is insane. And it's close. I mean, I'm splitting hairs here. But if I had to go, it's like who had the best win out of because those are my Terrence Crawford, Lomachenko, um, Keith Thurman, what, Joshua? Probably rounding out that that'd be nine. And uh, You don't you don't have Guillermo Riggendow in there? Um Riggendow, okay. 
Rigandau is probably ahead of Joshua, by the way. Um, so that's 10. That's 10 right there. Rigandau I mean, have... isn't in the conversation with these guys, though. So if I got to go five through, what, seven, it's a toss-up between these guys. And what wins it out for Keith Thurman, in my mind, is he fought the toughest opponent and won. So I, I understand think... style points for Lomachenko, but I'm not there yet. I, I don't. I don't think the opponent was as good as a Sean Porter. Like, and to I me, Sean Porter lost one fight, and Danny Garcia held him the whole fucking fight. So, by the way, Sean Porter is not a slouch. The Sean Garcia Porter. fight aside, Sean Porter is world class. So, to, but he's, he's not top ten. He wasn't like he was like you know. Love Walters Sean was top ten. He was huh? Walter was wasn't top ten either, but no Nicholas Walter. But what I'm saying, like we're talking about the eye test here. Like Lomachenko is more talent than just about everybody on this list, and I don't think it's even debatable. No, because we've seen it. Not debatable. Terence Crawford beat Victor Postal, who was ranked just outside of the top ten, pound for pound. Like Porter wasn't there. I can't put Keith Thurman ahead of Carl Frampton, who beat Leo Santa Cruz this year. Ooh. Like, I can't... Thurman isn't in my top ten. Thurman's in my top ten. Well, obviously, Thurman's at five. Um, that's rough, though. No no love for Keith Thurman. Does the Garcia yeah, I mean, win change that for you? Yes. The Garcia win does change that for me. He cracks my top ten with that. But I think... Okay. Like, right now, I think he's ranked just outside of my top ten. Um, that's fair. I, 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 but, I, like, five is just way too high. Because he's looked vulnerable against Luis Colazzo. He got hurt. With and the one punch to the body. Correct. But he got hurt, and that's that's all that matters. Like Terrence Crawford, when has Terrence Crawford been in trouble? Um, like not, beat, not yet. Not like yet. Like he dragged Eurico's Gamboa, and that was a good fight. Yeah. And Victor Postal, he made him look. It made him look easy. I would and say Crawford has spurts of inactivity, where he looks like a daisical, never in trouble, and then he always hits that point in the fight where a flip is like the switch is flipped, and he gets really offensive and gets really good really fast. Um, that'd be my only knock on Crawford, which isn't really a knock. It's just, you know, he doesn't have to get hit to turn the switch on. I don't know why. Maybe he's just a slow starter. It takes a second for him I to mean, warm up. Like, okay. I mean, you stay on the subject of Keith Thurman. Remember Keith Thurman's head after he fought Robert Guerrero? Like, I'm, I'm just saying, Keith Thurman, as good as he's been, hasn't scored a knockout in quite some time. And he hasn't turned in dominant performances either. Three fights. Terrence, Terrence Crawford has turned in dominant performances against Great competition. Vasily Lomachenko did the same thing. Lomachenko, Carl... I'm still not putting ahead of him because it's still really early. Lomachenko, yes, Walters was a great fight. That was probably his first evenly matched fight. Um, but I understand the potential. The potential is there. The potential to be a top three fighter in the world is there. Um, I just have to see it, so I can't put him at five. Crawford, you can probably... You made one hell of a case, so the Postal win was huge. Crawford, okay, can jump into five. You you made a good case. So, uh, all right, Crawford five, Thurman six. But that's it. That's as far as he slides on my list. Well, you can have it. I can't, I can't put Thurman ahead of Guillermo Rigondeaux. As boring as Rigondeaux is, I boring can't put Thurman as hell. ahead of him. I got to do it. Sorry. Uh, the, I can't go to sleep on fights and put you in my top five. Nah. Def- okay. Yeah, listen, defense wins championships, but it, it doesn't put butts in the seats. I can't do it. Um, so that's our list. I'm sure people are going to be like, what? And have tons of talking points. I'm going to hit us up about that.
But right now, we're going to a break because we got to come back. We got to talk wrestling. Uh, we'll talk about our NXT experience over the weekend where I got Andreas sick. So stay tuned. Quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Before we continue to talk more combat sports, we got to give another thanks to Casper Mattresses. Casper Mattresses combine two technologies, springing latex foam and supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep surface. Have y'all ever slept on memory foam? It's like floating on air. It's that great. And this is how we get our sleep. So you guys make sure that you check it out. Casper Mattresses are made in the USA and have free shipping and returns to the US and Canada. Shout out to the Great North. You can buy your Casper mattress easy online and it's completely risk-free. Look, dude, you spend like a third of your life sleeping and Casper understands the importance of trying out a mattress before you commit. Look, so if you are satisfied with the Casper mattress, you got a 100-day period. Yeah, that's right, 100 days. You know, like 100 days of sleeping, by, by about that time, I think I know if I like my mattress. So get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $950 for a king size. And you can save an additional $50 towards your Casper mattress by going to casper.com backslash the corner and entering the promo code the corner. That's casper.com backslash the corner. Promo code the corner to save $50 towards your Casper purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Look, again, man, I like to sleep and these things are for real. What up, everybody? Welcome back. Shout out to the sponsors once again, keeping the show running, keeping the show free for you guys every week. Remember, once again, next week is our award show, not a normal show. So we'll be handing out our corner podcast awards for best fight of the year, best wrestling match, um, biggest upset, etc., etc., etc. So make sure you guys tune in for that. It's going to be a great show. Also hooking up once again for the second year in a row. Our podcast corner ciphers, which are going to be dope, better than the BET Award ciphers this year. I'm just calling it already. Last year's were great. Great to see everyone coming back out. Um, tons of support already. People hopping in, um, ready to show off their rhyming skills. You know, I don't know. Maybe they think Andreas Hill is listening or something, which is dope. You know, you might catch, <laughs> catch the ear of Andreas Hill. If he says you're dope, that means you're dope. Um, so once again, thanks to all those people. Make sure you guys tune in for that. Now we got to talk wrestling. We were at NXT, probably saw the best wrestling of the weekend. One hell of a card for a house show. Um, it was kind of empty. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say I was too surprised, but I was kind of surprised. It's a big they, venue. They, yeah. To put it at Mandalay Bay, I thought was they. I don't know. They could have done it somewhere else. Um, and got away with it. Like they could have done like the Cosmo or the Palms, but obviously those aren't like wrestling venues. So, um, I guess, I mean, it's fine. It was fine. It wasn't a full house. Unfortunately, that's the way these things go, but the crowd was still lively. Yeah. The crowd was dope. We, all the chants were there. Um, once again, Andreas hell is big time. We were like, yo, yeah, cool. We're all sitting. Like we all got decent seats. We're hanging out. And like two hours before the show, Andreas walks up like, yo, someone left me like dope tickets. And then he gets in there and he's ringside. Yeah. First row. Like, right in the corner. Nakamura like, damn near gave him Nakamura hands and then hit a crazy spot outside the ring. Like he yeah, was right there. Pictures. It, was, I, it was good sweets. I believe it. This guy is so big time, just quietly stunting on the world. Um, but no, a great show. Match tonight was probably Ember Moon versus Asuka. Um, can't wait for their program. They're just getting started, and finally someone can keep up with Asuka. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it seems like, you know, when you see the, the fun thing about house shows, you get to watch talent work because they're, they're working on something bigger. So it's like it's like practice. So it's like it's, it's like a live scrimmage. And you could see that these two were working, um, working out some different spots, different finishes. And uh, when they finally do class, it's going to be a big deal. Unfortunately, and I, I only say unfortunately because I can't really see what the WWE has planned for WrestleMania. But if they're going to do this at Royal Rumble in January, the Royal Rumble weekend, I don't know. I guess they run it back for WrestleMania because there's, dude, NXT is barren. Like they have no women to compete with either of those those two right now. They have to run it back. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing another Iron Woman match between these two, um, the second NXT one. Even I know no just, more Iron Women matches. No more. Oh come on! Don't be sour. Don't be sour. Um, it, it's not bad. It's, I like the Iron Woman match. They uh, I, they made Bay bleed. We'll talk about that here in a second. And people were talking about her weave and such. It ain't built to to last for thirty minute matches. It ain't how weave works, people. Um, but not nah, these these two women definitely sold the show. What else did we have? We had a great tag match between DIY and the Revival. Oh, that was a really good match. Yeah. Um, that, so sooner or later, I keep looking and I'm like, yo, when is Champa gonna turn heel? Every time I look at him, I'm like, dude. The people watch him in the indies. He's a heel. He's he's a heel guy, and Gargano seems like a guy who can have like an intercontinental title run in the WWE. He's definitely going to hold that cruiserweight belt sooner than later. Yeah, like he's <coughs> they're going to split up sooner than later. But as of right now, I'm perfectly fine with them being a tag team because their chemistry is excellent. Definitely put on quality matches. Um, so that was good. Main event was Shinsuke. Um, Nakamura versus Bobby Roode with Samoa yep. Joe on the side watching and interfering. Yeah, I mean, it's clear that uh, they're going to move towards the Nakamura Roode thing, Battle of the Entrances. Um, I, I've said it before, I, I just feel like Roode's a, a main roster talent. Like him holding the NXT title doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and that's just because his his presentation is so. Uh, set for the big stage like everything about him is screams main roster but you know there's really no other feud for Nakamura if Joe's gonna get move up eventually maybe it's the Royal Rumble uh, I, don't, I have no idea when Joe makes his main roster debut but uh, Nakamura's gonna have a feud with somebody and it's gonna have to I guess it's gonna have to be Bobby Roode it's gonna be interesting to see with like looking far ahead like after Wrestlemania in 2017 who's in NXT that's because if Nakamura can't be there much longer either, like he's 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 got maybe about six months left before he's gone. Um, so if Nakamura, Joe, and Rude are gone, who is the top guy? Good question. They were they were counting on Atami coming back, which the Atami Zeus is cooked, piling up. <laughs> he's done. Yeah. Um, so that was rough. Um, man, you're, I, I can't even answer that, right? Like, maybe if Adam Cole comes over, which is speculated, but there's no, no hardcore proof of that. But then again, at this time, a year ago, we didn't have hardcore proof yet of Nakamura versus, and Styles coming over. No, we didn't. So, so. they have a couple weeks, who, who knows who they can swing it and bring in. Um, didn't they just bring in an ROH guy? Well, they brought in. They brought. Nah, I can't even think right now. Um, um, 
why don't I remember his name? I can't remember who. I mean, they brought in Roddy Strong. They brought in. Oh, Roddy Strong. Yes. Um, no, definitely. Somebody else came in. He's in the tournament for the um for the title chase. It looks like Rude will probably win it, but yeah. Um, yeah. Outside of that, No Way Jose, I guess, could get a push. Dillinger, I expect to be gone. Once again, if he's not the tenth entrant in the Royal Rumble, it's they've botched the entire storyline. Because once it hits ten and his music counts down, he does. Oh man, the place would go nuts. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know who is left. That is a very good question. But none of the guys at the top right now, outside of Samoa Joe, was there last year. Austin Aries, I believe, can carry the company a little bit. Um, not to the extent that we've seen Joe and Nakamura do, though. So, Rude wasn't there last year. Nak wasn't there last year. Um, these are the top guys. So, they they have plenty of time. They'll, they'll bring in someone else in, in trips we trust. <laughs> this is yeah, really what it is. Somebody. Yeah. Um, the men's side isn't as troubling as who they bring in as far as a woman is concerned. True. Because I'm not sure they have a lot of women talent in house. I'm not sure anyone outside of Ember Moon is really ready or will be ready at any point in time. Um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, it's rough, and I expect Ricochet to sign by the way um, to WWE sooner rather than later. But I don't think he could be on television until June, so that really doesn't help anything. Like what? That's two months after Mania. He's probably the star of the next CWC. Mm. It doesn't. See, I- they I put a no lot on Ibushi, man. That that's another thing that kind of whacked them out. That a lot of people aren't talking. They put a lot behind Coda in that CWC build, and he didn't sign. No, and, and the part time deals and all that stuff. I don't think that is something they accounted for. They didn't account for someone saying no. And yeah, he could have been a star. Same thing with your boy Zack Saber Jr. Where it's like, yo, these two are really good. They're more than cruiserweights. We can bring them in. We can give them a character. And nah, and they didn't sign. That's rough. Those are two guys that really could have helped. It's true. I mean, I'm still to figure something out, but I have to wait and see. I mean, I have no idea who's coming up in free agency in ROH. Maybe there's another TNA guy who's lurking around they can bring in. <laughs> They're just robbing <laughs> TNA blind at this point. Yeah, I, I really don't know. But it'll be interesting to see. Yo, what do you think about total nonstop deletion? Before we that get too far. Totally, totally stupid. I still haven't finished watching it because I can't. I watched the whole like, shit. I, it was bananas, and I still don't understand what I watched. Like, oh, my. Like, I, I've only got, like, the, the match with the chick in the drone. Oh, my God. What is going on? Like, I was like, what is going on? Matt Hardy's son. Max in the, the, yeah. yeah. In the Mercedes with the shade. I'm like, this is so ridiculous. No, the final match is still bananas. Like, I gotta watch. I haven't watched it yet. I just every time I start watching, I'm like, I can't watch this shit. Just tag teams just running, and out of nowhere, they get kicked out of the gymnasium indoor thing, and they end up fighting outside for a long time. Um, The dilapidated boat makes an appearance, um, saves Matt Hardy at one point. It's it's crazy. I don't know. There's the Hardys end up wrestling fucking Rock and Roll Express, like actually wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty so ridiculous. it's 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 kind of ridiculous. Um, the total deletion was great. This might be a step too far. 
I think we've now reached where it's overly bizarre. Just for the sake of being bizarre. <clears throat> and it no longer makes sense. Um, let's talk about the other main wrestling thing from the weekend. Uh, WWE Roadblock. I didn't mind it. You disliked it strongly. We talked about this a little bit in our group chat. We have to bring it to the podcast. Why are you hating on it, Andreas? Like it It wasn't a good show. Like it was like the finishes were terrible. Finishes booking, were horrible. Except the only match, and even even though the New Day lost the titles to Sorrow Sheamus, which I thought I said it before, I thought it was really peculiar that when you when you break a record and you lose the title like three days later, that's kind of stupid to me. It takes but they went with it. it anyway. Yeah. But um, aside from that, this card was just not good. Like, Rollins and Jericho was a Monday night. Like, this was Sunday night Raw. Rollins and Jericho was a Raw match. Nothing special there. Uh, Owens and Reigns was a Raw match. Owens carried that match. And then we had a stupid finish. Um, the, the Iron Woman match, I, I don't like. The pacing, I don't like that you know for the next 20 minutes not a lot is going to happen. And then they're gonna they're gonna there's gonna be a frantic push in the last five minutes. And I, I completely hated But they the had fact, falls continuously through the 30 minutes. But it wasn't but you knew what it was gonna be. Like like all Iron Man matches I are the same. Say we, that. I mean Charlotte went up by one, and then it's like, okay, cool. Like Sasha needs two back to back, and then Sasha picks up the next two pretty quick. You didn't Sasha's see that coming? Like no, you, like you they, usually, see that coming? they usually end in a one-one tie or like two-one at the very end. It went one, and then Sasha's back up two-one, and then Charlotte ties it last second, which I kind of saw coming at that point. Um, and I was like, Sasha's taps like right before the bell, which is still a great spot. I don't care if people say, a, "Oh, that's no, predictable." It was that a is a good horrible spot. spot. And then it's a, overtime no. was kind of like whatever, and Bay was bleeding and all that shit. It was kind of no. a throwback. I have, to, I have to stop you. That that Sasha Banks tap with like two seconds left was horrible. The reason why it was horrible was because she had been in that figure four for two minutes and was looking at the clock constantly. And Charlotte was looking at the clock constantly to the point where she was like, okay, I know in the last 10 seconds I'm going to have to bridge this figure four to the figure eight and to get the tap. It just it, it was too predictable. It was like for, to hold the figure four for that long and then tap with like two seconds left. Dude, sold out for another two seconds. <laughs> That's true. I hey, guess I, she could have tapped a little bit early. It it was in there quite long. Uh, I, I don't like spots like that. Like I don't when things like that happen. I think it's stupid. And I thought the way that they handled this was really stupid. And because otherwise, if these two just had a match, a two out of three falls match, for instance, where everybody knows it's going to be one fall apiece. And then it's going to be whoever wins the last fall. This it would have been better, but the time really it hurts their match. I've never watched an Iron Man. The only Iron Man match I think I can remember that I really really enjoyed was I think it was Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. Wow, aside, like a aside, like a weekly like that's crazy. Yeah, I don't remember too many Iron Man matches that I like watched and was like this is fun to watch all the way through. So you didn't like the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels? No, season. like go back. Dude, I'll never watch that match again, ever. ever. <laughs> the pacing in that was a little slow. Now the that one, I'll give that you. was dreadful. It's all like Iron Man matches are all about the finish. That's all they're really about. Because everything that happens up to that point, because there's a time limit, you know it's not going to be anything surprising. And you know, like you know, a pinfall is going to happen without a finisher. Yep. Somewhere in the match, it's going to be like a roll up or some shit like that. 
Like the finishers are saved to that last because everybody is frantically looking for those pins in those last two minutes. I I just didn't like how this match was booked. The blood helped. The blood helped a lot. Yeah, you um, never see women bleed. Yeah, I mean it's inadvertent. The blood helped, but other than that, it just it didn't do. It. Like I was just not a fan of this match. And they didn't stop it like they did Samoa Joe versus fucking Finn Balor. Right. Like they let her bleed. Like it was it was cool. It was dope. Um. But like I said, I, I just argue that it's not a bad pay-per-view because I enjoyed the wrestling from the start to right before the finish in a lot of these matches. I um, did And not. then every finish sucked. Um, like, I didn't enjoy the, the Cruiserweight match. I did. I thought the finish was abrupt. It was kind of weird how they super kicked uh, the Brian Kendrick and then Swan just turns with the TJ. It was like, hey, I'm going to kick you too. And yeah. then the match is over. It was a quick match. So six minutes now that I look at it, that's definitely not enough. And then oh. Neville, the only thing that was great was Neville finally doing what I've been praying for him to do is come and turn heel and destroy the Cruiserweight. I need him to destroy Brian Kendrick as well, but I guess not because he's got to have a heel friend. But, uh, but that's the only <laughs> thing. Heel friends are important, man. That's the way of the yeah. WWE. You can't be a solo heel anymore. Look at Kevin Owens. Right. All heels need friends. Um, The Kevin Owens match, Roman Reigns, they, they performed well. Uh, the Kevin. Frog Splash spots were great. Um... And then the ending sucked. Yeah, I mean a DQ finish. And that, how particular? Like you knew the match couldn't end until you had Jericho come down. Yeah, and I somehow they're still keeping Reigns super super strong, and I dislike that. People are booing him. He has a belt that he doesn't even defend. Um, I don't understand what the hell they're doing with Roman Reigns. Um, Shout out to the, you guys at Champions for writing a, a pretty good article on. It's time for Roman Reigns to turn heel or get the hell out of here. Yeah, because it's pretty ridiculous at this point. Like, what's the point of – it's like, a, like like the U.S. title is like a trinket that he just carries around. He doesn't even defend it anymore. And uh, none of it makes sense. Like, why is he even involved? Thank God for Braun Strowman on Monday Night Raw. But other than that, what was the point? And Strowman looks great, by the way. Yeah, it's um, just like a, he's King Zane, Hippo. Yeah, him versus Zayn was a good um, – a good way of, I guess, handling that match. It was um, stupid. At the end, <laughs> it dragged on. Like, the Mick Foley coming out and Zayn crawling. That killed two minutes right there. Yeah. Sami Zayn only survived eight minutes. But um, like, Braun Strowman still looked, looked strong, I guess. Um, and then Raw, we just see him just fucking wreck people. Yeah, but like, like I said, he's King Hippo. You know, as soon as they figure out his weakness, he's going to lose a bunch of matches. Until then, he's going to beat everybody. The well, yeah. first person that beats him, the Domino Falls, like Monster Heels always lose. I think uh, your prediction of him versus Roman Reigns, or was it yours? Somebody's prediction of him versus Roman Reigns at Mania is uh, coming to fruition. Yeah, it's a long way out, though. For them to start it now, I'm... No, they're just planting the seeds, putting him kind of in yeah. the main event picture with Roman, and then Roman probably eliminates him at the Rumble. If I, That's, I mean... Yes. Yeah, I, like I'm completely lost on who wins the Royal Rumble. That's amazing I, this year, right? Because we have no clue. I mean, if it's not Finn Balor, I don't know who it's going to be. Um. Yeah, I don't. Uh, what Taker? You said? No, no, Taker's not going to be in the Rumble. I figured that either just Undertaker's going to be involved with this. Is my opinion. I figure that Undertaker and John Cena will be involved in the match. Who's the champion? I don't know. Maybe John Cena is going to challenge AJ Styles at the Rumble, get the title back, and then Undertaker is going to say the title of this or whatever, and these two are going to finally wrestle. Because it hasn't happened. Undertaker and John Cena haven't wrestled each other since it's been like a decade. Yeah. 
American so, Badass Taker, right? Yeah, it wasn't it was a even long time ago. Yeah, it wasn't and it was even Dark Man Taker. Yeah, it was. It, this was heel rapper Cena. So it's, it's been a long time since these two have fought. Um, but anyway, back to Roadblock. I yeah, I, I I didn't enjoy this card except for the tag team match, which I thought was handled really well with the finish with the Cesaro fake out. Who is like if this guy? Does, I mean, come on, W's got to cut this shit out. When are you going to give Cesaro a real push? He's too. He good. could definitely be Roman Reigns for that title. At least give him a U.S. title push. Yeah, shit, something. They got to get this figured out. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. But at least they gave him a belt. Um, talking about the belt, they changed it on Monday Night Raw. Red belts. Red belts. Mm, Looking like a care. sour patch kit. Yeah, kind of. I don't care about that. Yeah, so new belts, but I wasn't a fan of the copper, so. It is what it is. Um, Royal Rumble, like we said, is coming up. Don't know what to expect from that. What do you want to see change in 2017? If you had to pick, like, one thing you want changed in 2017 in the WWE is what? The brand split. <laughs> like, that's you want, it. You want to get rid of it already? Hell yeah. Uh, like, I'll, reset. It just needs a hard reset. Like, it needs a hard reset. And uh, like I said before, so the you want another draft, off. not to get rid of it. Like, I, yeah, I want another draft, but I want them to the women go to one roster and the tag teams go to the other. And I know that's gonna, people are like, well, why can't you have women on both sides? Because you don't need them. There's not enough. Just like there's not enough tag teams to have two shows. Like you look at the tag team division on SmackDown. Now that Zack Ryder's blown out his knee, what, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, Alpha has to get the push earlier than than anticipated. Like it's all pointless. Everything they're doing, it's it just doesn't make sense. I'm not like if you ask me that one. That's the one thing that needs to change. Um, my one thing that needs to change is the frequency and pay per views. Well, I mean, yeah, if you get rid of the brand split, that would help. There's too many. You're yeah, right about that. I just want you know one raw for that month, two month build, another raw pay per view, two months build, another you know. Um, and so on and so forth. You have four major pay-per-views that you can kind of plan stuff around. So four months are taken. That leaves eight months left. So that'd be equally split between SmackDown and Raw. So Raw would have four exclusive pay-per-views. SmackDown would have four exclusive pay-per-views. And then the brands would have four together, which is enough. Yeah. Um, and two-month builds would help at least establish characters. And feuds, and it works in NXT, man. It works in NXT. It works in every other promotion. ROH, New Japan. New Japan has what three month builds? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's you know, I understand the episodic thing. I understand why you have to have Raw and SmackDown. I just don't understand the the need for these multiple pay per views. I, I don't get it. Yeah, um, especially when they piggyback. Yeah, like when you have Roadblock and TLC like two weeks apart, and then Royal Rumble, it's like it's hard to really build towards anything. Um, yeah, I'm just – like the, the direction of the WWE right now is – but we – I said it as soon as SummerSlam ended. I was like, we're entering this phase where it's going to be really bad. And Until Rumble. It, <laughs> it happens like this every year. And unfortunately, this Kevin Owens experiment has led him to be another chicken shit heel. Like he's no better than Seth Rollins was. Yeah. And, you know, and I really hate it because I think he – and I think he's worse because I don't think he's won a championship match on his own yet. Well, it took Seth a long time. J&J Security fucking carried him for a year, right? Something like that. Something stupid. But, so, I mean, it's it's no different. Hopefully, they let him go over clean on someone here soon. 
Um, I mean, him and Jericho legit have to break up. Once again, I they say Jericho's going on tour with Fozzie, so. Dude, they're breaking up at this point. This is the WrestleMania match. Will be Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. Like at this point, it's guaranteed because uh, that's kind of an ugly match. It might not be. I mean, because. But what do you do with Finn? The the match has to be Kevin no, Owens no, versus Kevin Finn Owens Balor. Is not gonna, no, Kevin Owens is not going to have the title. Oh, you, okay. He's dropping. You can get, no, uh, as much as I'd like to see him have the title, like the only other way is if no, he's Jer- going to have the title. Who else is going to have the title? I don't know. Rollins I mean, is the only person in a program with him, and Rollins versus Triple H is going to be the program. Dude, I don't know. Like, like I said, <laughs> I really don't know what's going to happen because, you know, they <laughs> they could go with the underdog story. Maybe, maybe Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble. I, dude, I honestly don't know what they're going to do with this. So. Crazy. If Jer- Jericho can win the Royal Rumble and challenge Kevin Owens for the title, that's possible. Um, Balor, if he's healthy, if he's ready, he comes back and he runs and challenges uh, Owens and maybe a three-way match with Jericho. I, Dude, I don't know. But I, I feel like there's much work that they've put into Owens and Jericho. The breakup is so big that it can't be minimalized in some Rudy Poo candy-ass pay-per-view. It has to be at WrestleMania. That's the next major pay-per-view. I don't think it'll be too soon to do it at the Rumble. The 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 gears to breaking them up would have to start really churning at the Rumble, yeah, or after that, or Elimination Chamber, but which I think they're doing. I don't know which brand is doing that. I, I mean, think Jericho could win the Rumble. He could forcing I, him and Owens, you know, to fight, and they could still be best friends, and then shit starts turning sour because Jericho is going to have to fight him. I, like I said, I, I, I don't know. And Jericho so has the, what? He's the most over person in the company. So him winning the Rumble, no one could really knock the WWE for doing that shit. It's great to give it to someone young or someone unexpected, but why not Jericho? I, he's the hottest thing going right now. And the list? Come on. That's what I'm saying. When he puts Kevin on the list, the pop is going to be insane. I feel like the last month they've kind of mishandled that that uh, Owens-Jericho thing by trying to make Jericho look like the asshole. Because now... Now that we know it was all a ruse, it still it doesn't resonate the same. But uh, you know, no, Owens that, has to be the asshole in the situation. Um, yeah, like, but that's what they haven't done. They've made Owens like love Jericho. It's like bromance, and it's it's almost too much at this point. Yeah, like Owens needs to be a dick, and that's, <laughs> that's what he's good at being. And he's not really being that with Jericho. Like to be the champion, but and to rely on your best friend so much weakens the champ, and they shouldn't have gone that route. Exactly. Um. The last question before we wrap it up, 2017, if you had to pick one person as your breakout star, who is it? I would say last year's breakout star was Kevin Owens, though. Um, I see title into, you know, incredible ladder match at WrestleMania, carrying that all the way through, becoming the universal champion, carrying the belt. Say what you want, chicken shit heel, whatever you may call. He's carried the belt for four to five months. No one... Two years ago, that's unimaginable that Kevin Owens is going to carry the WWE title. So mm-hmm. people, people yeah. dislike this year's shit. I mean, it's hard to not give that to AJ Styles too, right? Um, but I mean, look at both champions. They're two indie guys, two ROH guys. Like it, it's Styles and Kevin Owens. So this year can only really be so bad because at the top, we have two of the best wrestlers in the world. No, and I mean that's the great thing. We've entered an era where AJ Styles, Kevin Owens are the champs, right? Like we can only can complain so come. much. Yeah, like last yeah. year we had Roman Reigns getting 
pushed to the moon at this point. We're kind of spoiled as wrestling fans. Yeah, so, like he's it, like I don't like how Kevin Owens is being booked, but I am happy to see him as champ. I am happy to see him in the WWE. AJ Styles, I don't have a problem with AJ Styles how he's been booked, even though he's lost to Ellsworth. AJ Styles is the best thing in wrestling, period, right now. Yeah, but um, a breakout for next year. For next year, I'd say Ooh, those that, two are, are breakout stars from last year. AJ Styles it, probably a little bit more. It'd have to be Nakamura. Okay, like I mean. The only other person could be Finn Balor, but honestly, I think it has to be Nakamura. If Nakamura is going to make the jump, I mean, no, like WWE has never had anything like Shinsuke Nakamura. They've never had an Asian on top. They never had somebody with that much charisma. They like he's Nakamura is a whole different type of superstar, and if he gets the run that he deserves and he ends up holding that title, man, it's it's a new era. It's a completely new era because, like I said, WWE has been horrible with handling Asians. And Nakamura will be the first time they did something right. <laughs> no, agreed. Um, man, yeah, when, when I sat down, I was looking at it. I was like, there's a lot of possibilities. Um, but you picked Nak. I was close to picking him. But I, I had to go for your guy, Bobby Roode. I think he's in the WWE ASAP. I think WrestleMania weekend, he's one of the call-ups to the Raw after Mania. And that guy has it more so. I don't, I still don't trust Vince Vince to put an Asian on top. So say what you want. I I don't trust Vince to do it. Um, Rude, on the other hand, looks like a Vince guy. Yeah, he's, I don't think he'll be champ though. And I think he'll be champ. I think he's pushed to the moon. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think Rude will be. I think Rude will get pushed. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll be. Not. I'm well, not I think, think, I think never... it goes like Owens though, right? Owens was IC champ first, and then had a run and blah blah blah. I, I see Bobby Rude being an Intercontinental Champion. Well, yeah, I first. think that's like mandatory. Like, yeah, like immediate. Rude, like he's stepping in. He's grabbing that belt. Yeah, Bobby Rude immediately becomes a better version of the Miz. <laughs> and take that, that, take that how you want to take it. That's one hell of a statement because the Miz is great right now. That's what I'm saying. Like he becomes a better version of the Miz. He has he has a better entrance. He's a better IC champion. He could potentially be a WWE champion. But they're they're very similar. They're not. Again, I don't like Rude's a better wrestler than the Miz. I'm just I've never been wild with Rude's in ring work. I think it's good. I don't think it's great. Um, but you I'm know, glad I, they he, fixed the finisher. Yeah, he, he definitely needed to do that. Definitely. So, Rude, Rude is my pick. Um, I think they shoot him to the moon next year. But it's so hard to predict, but, man, there's a lot of talent. So we, we say what we want. There's a lot of talent coming up through NXT. They have to reload again. Because yeah, WWE is only going to get better. We're going to weed out the Titus O'Neils and the all that shit. Everyone... And we'll complain about people not getting a push or people not getting booked, uh, the Apollo Crews of the world. But when Apollo Crews is your ground floor, you're doing something right. Yeah, because got something going. The, yeah, the, the talent level is no joke, so I can't wait for 2017. Thanks, all you guys, for staying with us the entire show. Like I said, next week we have our awards show. We'll bring you all of our awards, um, a couple of ciphers. Going to just enjoy, you know, enjoy your Christmas holiday. Um, 
enjoy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you may celebrate, <laughs> my man. Uh, you know, we're equal opportunity show over here. We love everybody. Um, be safe on New Year's. You know, we're going to just treat next week like a celebration. It's going to be a party on the show. So make sure you guys follow us on social media at the corner LSN on all platforms. I'm at Kel Dansby on everything. Old man sick Andreas, so you know where to find uh, him. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, make sure you guys hit us up. We'd love to hear from you guys and to a great 2017. But for right now, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.